Welcome to episode 25 of the Yenzers podcast. I'm Samantha James, along with my co-hosts, Morgan Erzo and Jordan DeFigio. How are you guys doing? What is up? Feeling chill. Feeling so chill. I am chill. great, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I just got a week-long massage. Yeah, once at the spa. Like That's what now. my week felt like. A mm-hmm. week-long massage. Like, very oh. relaxing. I'm exhilarated right now. Yeah. Like... I'm ready to mm-hmm. fuck shit up. It's Tuesday yeah. and it's fuck Cleveland the Browns. <laughs> the best thing yeah, about yeah. the bye week is you get to watch all the teams you hate and just hope they lose and just like implode on themselves. Yep. Right. And Except it was of inevitable course the Steelers that- bye week was uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore playing each other. So we didn't right. even get like total relaxation. Yeah. We had to – suck it up and cheer for the Bengals so whatever I was gonna say it was inevitable that the Bengals or the Ravens were gonna win we knew that they weren't gonna both lose that game so Mm -hmm. I I am happy that it went the way that it did because of Mm -hmm. the way our our game against Cincy went it makes us look a little better yes than we looked before I mean they throttled the Ravens throttled If I have to pick an Ohio team to lose to, it will always be Cincinnati over 100%. the Browns because fuck that fan base, first of all, and that team out the gate. Preach. Yeah. Preach. No bueno. Preach. Do not like. going to get banned from YouTube next, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So this week, as we know, it's the Steelers versus the Browns. What are we expecting? Uh, hopefully a better display than the last time we took on <laughs> Cleveland. I I think it will be. It's hard to say, though, because Cleveland's defense is pretty solid. And with the exception of a couple guys on offense, Baker Mayfield and OBJ, um, I, I don't know. They're a good team. They're a yeah. good team, and I hate saying that, but I, it's going to be difficult for the Steelers coming off of a bye week, going to Cleveland to play them there, ha- having what happened in January being the last experience we had with them. I don't know. I'm just – I have very low expectations and very high anxiety because I that's, am – That's fair. Yeah, I just – I really, 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 really don't want to lose to Cleveland again. I don't want to do it. Please don't It, it right. blew my mind when I saw that after the Browns won this last weekend that the first thing that the fans were chanting was, the Steelers suck. And I'm just like – I just want to look <laughs> at all of them and be like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, all the time. It's so – it's such weird behavior. If you want to mm-hmm. listen – Cleveland fans for the past nine months have been acting like they are so superior that they can hang finally. Mm -hmm. Act like you've been here before. After we win a game, do you see Pittsburgh fans saying Cleveland sucks? No, we're not worried about Cleveland. I'm sorry. Like, I know this is new for you guys that you're finally competitive, but like – Act like you've been here before. And if you haven't, pretend 
it's loser mentality. Like that shit is pathetic that you win a game and you can't even celebrate the game because because immediately it's the Steelers suck. I think that's just weird. It I, is weird. And it was all over Twitter. And I know we were going to talk about this later, but like it's just been oh my man. Um, a bad look. I'll just say that. It's a bad look. Um, if your Super Bowl is playing the Steelers, then just say that. <laughs> then just say it. We get it. Put that we one on it. a shirt. Put that it's on a new. shirt. <laughs> right. Right. Seriously. I think we should. That's a great shirt idea, actually. That is a great <laughs> shirt idea because Pittsburgh fans have been having to deal with this Brown syndrome from probably at least the last three seasons, like maybe mm-hmm. four. It's not just been since they beat us in the wild card. It's it's been consecutive seasons since of, they drafted Baker Mayfield. Pretty much, yeah. It's been kind of because they started building a team around him, and that was I think that they've always kind of had that delusion of the mm-hmm. the next quarterback that they drafted would be their guy. And yeah, I th- as as good Johnny of a Manzo. team as they are overall, Baker's not. Mm-mm. He's not a Baker's franchise guy. Baker average. is actually holding them back, if you ask me. Yeah, the Browns are a very complete team mm-hmm. in almost every single phase of this game. Yep. If you ask me, like Jordan said, Baker is one of the question marks on that team. Mm-hmm. And granted, we're not even sure if we'll see Baker because he's got yeah. that torn labrum. We're not sure if we'll a, see him. Um, fractured bone as well i saw a report on that today and i was like why is that even a question that he Mm -hmm. might play this weekend like it's not his reckless it's reckless i mean you're gonna get knocked around go be reckless go be reckless meet tj watt (laughs) honestly i would rather them play baker mayfield than case keenum i i think case keenum is at least more reliable than Baker Mayfield. Mm, and call historically, me crazy. you know how we play against backups. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <laughs> so I mean, Geno Smith was an anomaly. I don't know how mm. that happened, but Alex Collins took the weight. That was what right. happened. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, they are a very complete team, and you know, we might not face Baker. We might not face Kareem Hunt. We might not even face Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. That will be a blessing, especially with how our run game has looked. That will be a our run defense. I mean, that yeah. will be a blessing if, yep. if all of those things happen. Now, I don't think that that's what it's going to take for us to win necessarily. Yeah. I think that as bad as we've looked at times, I think that we can play just about anybody, you know, any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Browns defense and offense, for the most part, pretty complete. And, um, but it's still fuck the Browns. Yeah. I honestly <laughs> hope that, I mean, the Browns are going to come in wanting to play to win like they do. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, as we know, always generally start off slow, especially after a bye week. But I hope having their ass kicked on in a wild card game last season, it embarrassing the entire franchise like that. Like, please come out with a fire lit under your ass. Mm hmm. They can't afford not to. Yeah, I don't want to see a slow start this week. I I can't do it. Like, I, I can't.
a big screen in the locker room, mm-hmm. Pouncy snapping the ball over Ben's head and Ben, you know, shedding some tears with Pouncy on mm-hmm. the bench after the game, just like the Brown fa- Browns fans like to do to like mm-hmm. get them hype. If that's what you have to do in the Steelers locker room to get yourselves hyped to win this game, be my guest. Like, yeah. Let's all watch Ben cry all week. I'm cool with that. That's like, what it takes. Win. Who cares? Mm-hmm. If that's what it takes, something has got to light the fire under these guys because Sam, you're exactly right. They start slow, mm-hmm. continually, Always. and if it's not a slow start, if it's some kind of you know miracle that we come out hot, the second half is a dumpster Collapsed. fire. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Like Maybe you- then go watch it at halftime too. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. It, they just it's so inconsistent it's just like mm-hmm. they'll get if they do happen like you say to start how they should correctly in the beginning and then by halftime they're gassed and then you're like all right they come back out and it's just shit the bed it's like all right well now right it's, it's a never- choose your own adventure do you want to play well in the first half or the second half let's Session see roulette. like yeah, we can either give people a heart attack or really depress them. I don't know. I mean, that's actually so fitting because R.L. Stein did write Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventures, and this game is on Halloween. So Boom. Coming Great. full circle. Can't wait. It's probably a full moon. No, I think that was last week because people were psychotic. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. You're so we, right. May, yeah, we may have missed that. We are past that's the not full moon. Be a factor. Yeah. We uh, are. Whatever. Thoughts and prayers. Blessings. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. Well, there's reports this week that back to the Steelers. There's reports this week that Banner could potentially be back in McFarland. If Banner comes back, huge, mm-hmm. huge. I, I mean, even coming off the injury, he is. I'm sick of seeing Chucks on the field. Um, at at this at this moment, so. Do we know, listen, I know Banner is going to be the RT. Mm-hmm. Do we know if we keep Dan Moore in or are they planning on moving Chicks to the other side? Or is Joe Haig going to play? Because mm. like we said last week, that run game looks a little bit better with him in there. So yeah, please you know, pick him. What does oh the shuffling God. on the line look like? Yeah. I think it took so long for Chooks to even be, like, adequate on the right side. Like, shifting him over, there's going to be another big adjustment period. Like, he he has been playing better than he started the season. And I think we talked about this in the – or you talked about it. Somebody talked about it, the game against Denver. Uh, he held his own against Von Miller. So that was – admirable but I don't think that moving him to a different position where he is not familiar and comfortable is going to be a good idea at this point because the Steelers really had to fight and claw their way to get to a 500 record Mm -hmm. I think that I think Joe Haig is probably the best option because he just seems like he clicks wherever he goes and he doesn't he just doesn't seem rattled by much, and he improves our run game tremendously. So I would love to see him in there as opposed to Chooks or Dan Moore even. I think that he's kind of earned his spot in that line 
especially if banners coming back just really lock it down up front and go from there right and and i mean i have seen dan moore get absolutely bullied mm-hmm. on that line and listen i don't think it's because he you know shouldn't be playing in the nfl or anything like that he's a rookie He's a yeah. rookie who was asked to come in and start on a super young offensive line protecting a 39-year-old quarterback, going against some very solid front sevens. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of who's the best fit for the personnel coming right. in. We're talking right. about the Browns. We're talking about Miles Garrett. Who's the best – if we're going to compare Apple's – to apples here. Let's see who can take TJ Watt on the best in practice mm-hmm. and put all those guys on the field. Yeah. yeah. Because comparable athleticism, comparable playmaking, TJ, right. Miles, they're neck and neck. So, you know, at least we have in practice guys who are going to compare to what they're going to see on Sunday yeah, in that sure. Browns front seven. Yeah. It's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope so. Anyways, I that's what I hope for. Because um, if it's not, I no one talks to me for a week. <laughs> it will be. I mean, yeah. You know, you see people. I saw someone. Well, we can talk about this later. Because um, <laughs> I don't want to get too riled up here right before the break, but. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a battle. It for sure will be a battle. The Steelers are not going to lay down against the Browns. Not after last year. Not after who the Browns have been for the past ever. It's not going to happen. I know um, Eric Ebron today, you know, was talking about this rivalry and basically saying like, yeah, we do have a chip on our back from last season and being embarrassed. And then I also saw in that same, not article, but same forum is him basically saying, I would appreciate more targets. And I'm like, what have you done to think that you have earned more targets? He rushed for a touchdown, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he was saying, you know, I hope that, you know, they're seeing my plays and my tape. And I'm like, yeah, we've seen the plays and we've seen the tape. And it's not consistent. <laughs> I... I struggle with Ebron a lot because I was a huge advocate for him last mm-hmm. year. I love his energy. I love his fire. I do. I do. But at the end of the day, like, that doesn't win us games. Like, your mm-hmm. personality is great, but, like, we need to get the dub. And if mm-hmm. you're not contributing to that, um, definitely not in blocking, but, like, even oh my God, in yeah. making simple catches – you're not going to get the mm-hmm. looks. And then with, right. and on the flip side of that, we have a guy like Pat Fryermuth who's coming in and being the most solid tight end that we have seen since Heath Miller. Right. So like right. w- unless we're running two tight end sets, Ebron, where what do you where's the yeah. opportunity for you? What yeah. looks yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. I love you. I think you're great as a person. Yeah. But like doesn't quite make sense. No. Make it make sense. Yeah. All right.
go. Where where do you guys want to go next? Do you guys want to talk about Steelers Browns rivalry? Is it a rivalry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Or are we acknowledging that now as a rivalry? I guess it depends on the the definition. I I don't know cuz like if if you look at the teams and just the fact that we're in the same division, it's I think it would technically be classified as a rivalry. Right. And I think in the past, like from the early 2000s up until maybe 2016, it was very lopsided because the Steelers just dominated, dominated this every single year, the series between them and the Browns. How And I think that, like, don't crucify me, Steelers fans, but, like, Yins talk about the Browns fans just as much as they talk about you. So I And it may be that they're obsessed with the Steelers and playing the Steelers, but we do talk about them a lot. I think it's a rivalry. Such good material. And think, yeah, and I think that's what's part of the rivalry, is that they're like the – the younger sibling who's going off to college and we're just graduating college and we're out in the real world and it feels like it's more of an even playing field now. And it's not so much like I'm six foot and you're in second grade and I'm going to steal your lunch and take all of your toys. Like it, it, but it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it because the Browns have been, you know, the Browns for so long. Right. But now that they're a good team, it, it feels like the fan base hasn't quite caught up to the fact that they're a good team and they should expect good performance out of their team. Mm-hmm. So that's where it feels a little bit like Morgan said, act like you've been here before. But as a Pirates fan, I just feel like I empathize with them so much because as soon as the Pirates show any sign of life, I'm going to be like, nah. And I like, look, we talk about that 2013 wildcard game like it was our World Series, so I get it. But I also am like, yeah, it's pretty pathetic that that's the highlight of our fandom in the Pirates franchise, like that they won a wildcard game. So there is still a little bit of uh, eh, tilt. But I do. I would consider it a rivalry. But that's what makes it fun is that it's like we we make fun of them and they get really pissed about it because they they're not quite there yet that they can be like, okay, we get it. This is how it works. They're like, why are you picking on us? Because you make it easy. You make it easy. It just you make it easy. The the material writes itself, y'all. Like act like you've been here before. When we first started Yenzers, we were new to this too. And we just said, we're going to be puffer fish and we're going to pretend that we belong here. Mm-hmm. And look where we're at now, guys. I'm yeah. still look pretending that I belong yeah, here. Still. <laughs> it's all, it's all a farce, but it, it's all pretend media, right? It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I struggle with calling it a rivalry because I look at rivalries in like a physical sense. And I mm. feel like, a good rivalry is is two teams who really, really challenge each other, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at us and the Ravens, and that is a rivalry because yeah. year in and year out, at least in the past over a decade, it's been just 
absolute, I get like anxiety prior mm. to the game because I know it is going to be hard nose physical mm-hmm. football. It's going to be, you never know, regardless of who's good that year and who's not good that year, you never know who's going to come out right. with the win. Right. We swept the Ravens last year with our Mickey Mouse schedule and our Mickey Mouse whatever. Sweet. You never know. Like yeah. their fans were calling us the worst 11 or no team of all time and they lost to us mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. So listen, I don't know if the Brown Steelers is a rivalry yet. I think it's on its way back mm. to that. It used to be, I think it's on its way back to that 100% because the Browns, I hate to say it, are contenders as it stands right now. They are. They're a great, complete football team I even venture to say that they are a quarterback away from doing some serious damage in this league Mm -hmm. so on its way back to being a rivalry sure Um, we'll see how the next couple years go they think because they won one playoff game against us all of a sudden roles have reversed they're big brother we're like the little you know old man you know, time has got to Ben and we can't do anything anymore. Like that. Come on. Come on. One, yeah, one down. game, one game. Yep. Right. You guys are annoying. I want to move on to the next segment because we don't have that much time left, but I feel like most of you guys know where I stand on this, this Brown Steelers rivalry. Like you guys see it all the time. On Check out the was- new logo. Check out our new logo for Sam's opinion on Brown Steelers rivalry. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. If you know, you know. If you don't, then you don't know because right now I'm banned. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next segment, we, we really wanted to touch on this because it's been so hush-hush is step onto it. Mm. We have no idea where we're at with that. Mike Tomlin has pretty much not really said anything about it, about him, about when he's coming back, about really anything. Anything, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's the right move. Yeah, I 100%. Think that- Respecting – his privacy. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, he, oh my gosh, it's just so important. He had ankle surgery. Um, I that and other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more than I that. I I definitely think that you know losing his brother in the off season has affected Listen, his mental dev- health. It's, it's yeah. devastated him. Mm-hmm. You you cannot imagine how he feels. Unless you put yourself in his position and then you have the weight of an entire fan base saying, all right, like, wh- when are you going to come back? It's it's just mm-hmm. about time. When are you going to come back? And it's like, that's only adding to his stress right now. So yeah. Mike Tomlin being super hush-hush about this scenario, about the specifics of Stefan Tewitt's timeline <clears throat> is out of respect for Stefan Tewitt's mental health, which all of us need to be doing. Just yep. because your job won't let you take – However much time you need to grieve the loss of a loved one, I'm sorry that they don't do that. That sucks. Don't get pissed that the Steelers are allowing someone to grieve in his own way. It's not fair. It's not right. You guys need to hop off. He'll come back when he comes back. I think it's very admirable of Mike Tomlin to not expose the mental state of Stefan to its grieving process and his mental health. We need to protect 
people's mental health, protect each other's mental health. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Sam is a very vocal advocate for mental health. Mm -hmm. And I... I love that. I think it's amazing. I think that we all should stand up and advocate for each other's mental health because you never know how much someone is struggling, how much someone is going through. Um, So I just, I really appreciate that he's doing that. And the fact of the matter is you look at a rumor like yesterday when, you know, people are saying teams have been calling about Melvin Ingram inquiring about a trade before the deadline. And then you look at how Mike Tomlin has handled the Stefan Tuit situation and you say, okay, well, no one's taking Melvin Ingram because we don't know when Stefan Tuit's coming back. So like he's telling us stuff without telling us stuff. Yeah. And to be you honest, know? if Stefan Tuit doesn't play this entire season and that's what he needs, that's what he needs. Yeah, having somebody come back and be put in that position, first of all, it again, it's going to be detrimental to his mental health because right. what if he has a bad play and then now he's taking that to heart? It, it it's it's bigger than football, and people really just need to realize that. And honestly, the bigger picture is people that don't suffer from mental health issues they have no idea how debilitating it is. It's mm-hmm. debilitating. Yeah. There are mornings when you are depressed or you have anxiety that you literally can't get out of your own head. And so mm-hmm. somebody that's grieving, I, I, I can't even imagine, but mm-hmm. we support him and we wish him all the best because that's just horrible. It really is. And like such a substantial loss, mm-hmm. like your brother, that's a huge mm-hmm. loss. And yeah. if anything, y'all like – let this serve as a warning or a reminder to reach out to people, even your friends who seem okay, mm-hmm. even your friends who are happy, happy, um, the people who look like they're you know doing great on Instagram or on social media where you see the highlight reels, like reach out, ask people how they're doing because, you know, we can look at this situation and say, oh, it would take me, you know, by now I would be back to work, you know, trying to get over it. That might be how you handle something, but everyone grieves differently. Everyone goes through, you know, mental health issues differently. So, you know, take the time to reach out to, to the people that you love and care about. Um, I'm sure that people are doing that with to it. And like Sam said, we wish him all the best and we're praying for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's wrap this thing up. As always, it's been real Stiller nation. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinsers and on Instagram at Yinsers Official. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening to podcasts or on YouTube so that we can kick it with you every week. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yinsers. <laughs>